I'm John Brandian, professional comedian for more than 30 years. And I'm Amanda McKinney, John's daughter for more than 30 years. Our family believes laughing is a learned behavior, and we want to teach you how we do it. So welcome to the kitchen table of the comedian next door. So, anyway, I don't... Megan just threw my shoes outside. Megan yeah. <laughs> Justified in doing so, thank you. Megan just... Threw my shoes out <laughs> no, into the is rain. Serious. This is this really will help. Again, it gets to a point where like nothing you do matters because the shoes are that old and that saturated and like that stink. But With, if you take baking soda mm-hmm. and you like do a little bit of oil drop in the baking soda, uh-huh. then Make that will paste. help. Well, why couldn't we do no, that instead no, of instead of hucking my shoes out into <laughs> the I've backyard? Tried everything I've tried Lysol. I've tried. I washed the shoes. I've soaked them in Tide powder solution. I've tried Lysol. Okay. I, nothing happens. Nothing, nothing helps. helps. Once they get to the cat pee stage, that ammonia buildup, it's like you just got to burn them. Hey, it makes welcome. It better. Welcome to the kitchen table, Carl. It's a. Uh, I don't know for sure what we're doing today. It's. It's. <laughs> well, we've you got. You chose to come over to record our podcast on a Wednesday, which is Momcast Day. So. Right. Jay so, so welcome to the Momcast. <laughs> So Megan and Tabby are here with us, which is going to work out great because I think we're going to talk about some... Something female. Something female. Something that has to do with families and how to interact with family and handle disagreement and things like that. But first, the introductions. But first... what? So that's not your microphone, or that's not your headphones. Where's my headphones? Yours is number two, two, which is there. Okay. So go ahead. Do whatever intro you need to do. Okay. Tabby is my sister. Say hi, Tabby. Hi. We're the ones that sound the same. Good luck. Yep. And then Megan (laughs) is my husband's sister. The sister-in-law. So Tabby and I technically aren't related by any means. But we no. call each other sisters because... Oh, because it makes life easier. It really does. Even our children call each other Aunt Tabby and Aunt Megan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there you go. You're not uh, related by blood, but you are related... By Christ. <laughs> thing about tabby is if you pause for a microsecond she will, she will finish your sentence finish for you. your sentence well that's not wrong it's a total crapshoot whether it will be correctly uh-huh. finished or not that's not what i was going to say but okay we'll let it people stand. are like how do you think so quickly and how do you talk so fast well in my family you have, have to jump to. right in there or somebody's going to come in and speak for you and it probably won't be right, right. And you won't if you, like it. you have to know exactly how your sentence starts and ends or else don't pause to think yeah just go (laughs) yeah there are no ums and uhs in the branion family if you show any hesitancy that is weakness weakness someone else will take over tabby we'll finish your thought here's what you meant to say Uh, so anyway yeah megan is related to the podcast ninja luke and he's his sister he will not be sister he will not be dropping in all sneaky and ninja like anytime soon if he did that would really do a tuck and roll yeah. You need like a little bit of a ninja ing happening, but it would make things feel a little bit. No, don't do that. <laughs> uh, I was going to talk to you about the response you sent me. You're now sending me responses for what I'm supposed to say on Facebook. Here's <laughs> don't your, tell anyone. <laughs> here's your word for word response. 
And I haven't even I haven't even read the thing that you told me to, to respond to. Well, then you're welcome. I just did a whole bunch of work for you. I didn't think that was a secret, though. I thought people knew that. I could literally go onto his website or she can. on his Facebook page and post it myself. She but can. He's already logged in, so yeah. I was like, "Here you go. Just post this." Wait, wait, wait. Let me get this straight. So Tabby finishes other people's sentences, and you just make up the sentences. Yeah. She just makes up my entire <laughs> thoughts. Most of the time, if I'm going to use the John Brandon page account, I will say, "This is Amanda, and I'm one of the admins of this page." But sometimes I just send Dad something that he should say on his own behalf, and then he agrees. <laughs> sometimes she it. literally shoves words into my mouth. Yeah. I at least give him the chance to decide whether he wants to endorse it or not. He he can veto. But well, the truth YouTube is, YouTube isn't his. The truth either. is, in, in a lot of cases, she uh, she's saying the same thing that I would say, but she says it differently than I would say it, so that it communicates. Basically, she says things, and it upsets a lot of the women. I say it in Facebook language because right. I understand how social media works, and you say it in yeah. a way that it upsets the women. Not always, though. Last time I sent you something to post, it got by far the most positive reaction. Like when you responded with what I told you to say, everybody was like, thank you for clarifying this. This This is is so great what you said. brilliant. I can totally agree with you now because it's said so well. Because it's said exactly the way I needed to hear it. Yeah. And when I, I would have said the same thing, but I would have said it in my way and no one would have understood what I was talking about. Really, the truth is you would have said it in comedy language, which is more, it's more brevity. It's shortened and Mm. like direct and to the point. People think I'm being blunt, but I'm being clear. Whereas you are actually being blunt because that works better for jokes. It's funnier. Like punchlines are better when they're blunt. Yeah. And then it just doesn't work so well when you're trying to say something serious. It just doesn't work when you're trying to not upset everybody. (laughs) When your goal is to not make everybody angry. Anyway, Tabby walked away from the table. Why did you leave, Tabby? Now her daughter was screaming down the stairs. Oh, okay. there's baby sleeping. So why are we doing this again? I mean, just so we can let Carl know that this is normally normally your Wednesday podcast. Is yeah, we record on Wednesday every week, but it's not usually this podcast. And so right. we thought we might just use the audio from this conversation. You can be like a guest on our mom cast, uh-huh. and then we are a guest. Well. Tabby and Megan are guests right now on... So depending on which platform you're yeah. listening... You could be Carla yeah. or Carol. Or yeah. Carl. We'll never Carla know. Carla listens to the mom cast, which is called Just Because I Love You, and Carl listens to the comedian next door, which is on the Fight, Laugh, Feast network. Right. And the reason I'm here today is because I have to go out of town tomorrow until Saturday night, and we don't have time to record a podcast. Right. This is actually going to lighten my workload this week, because normally I do the two separate podcasts and then i have to upload both of them or at least send them this to is the what Google we should drive. do every week it, you know no every week saying, i could come over megan could throw my shoes outside yeah we can record a you can podcast. come record our podcast with us but you have to leave your feet at your house uh-huh well i would <laughs> i could hobble in here on my nubs. knees on nubs <laughs> But then your knees would start smelling like cat pee, too. Yeah, they probably would. <laughs> they have a big problem. It's not that bad in here now that the shoes are gone. Now that my shoes are outside. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I still a, hear Marcy yelling. There's, a whole, bunch of, there's a whole Marcy. bunch of deer rooting around out there by my shoes. What does that mean? <laughs> if there are, both Megan's husband and my husband need to be notified immediately. <laughs> they were out this you morning. You take me hunting with you. Luke was up at 4.30 this morning. 
dressed and showered in his scent-free shampoo, and uh-huh. then he went outside to practice so he could figure out which arrow he wanted to use when they found the deer. The and deer. They didn't see a single deer this <laughs> no. morning, but worth it because they got to sit in a freezing cold tree stand for about an hour and a half or two hours it is cold and rainy today yeah this is a perfect day to sit in the woods so all that <laughs> in a tree all stand that sit in the woods with scent free hair if your stinky shoes are somehow deer bait you need to let our husbands know they will be very oh, they will wear them was. the next time they, they hunt totally will. that'd be I a stream of income for me i don't think they'd wear them i think they'd like throw them just a couple feet in front of them <laughs> <laughs> they like do a deer call and then you know, no no, no. Oh. if they go up in the tree and the wind's blowing it'll carry the scent further if oh, they're wearing true. them yeah they'll put them on a pole uh, it's, it's anyways isn't, isn't that what you do when you want to buy drugs is you don't you throw your shoes up on a pole yes well i think no, that was no, no. an 80s thing that's what it means right it doesn't mean you want to buy drugs it means that you can, you can buy, buy drugs, drugs. <laughs> Putting up a sign in your right. front yard because you right. want to buy hamburgers or something. I want to sell. If you want to, you have drugs for sale, right? So you have to use up. Well, and I don't think you. It, and it's not normally in front of the person's right, right. house. It just means somewhere in that neighborhood or turf, a certain kind of drug is sold. It's a lot like Mardi Gras. No, does it depend? It depends on what kind of shoes are up there. I assume that? I don't buy drugs. You'll have to ask somebody. Else. Well, you talked like you knew. Like you knew stuff. Well, I knew I had heard of the shoe thing, but I also know that because so many teenagers knew about it, that most of the shoes I saw up there were probably some dude. <laughs> it might have some been some thirteen-year-old who was like, "Hey guys." It might have been. That might be what Megan does with mine. It just wraps them around a telephone wire, hangs them over, hooks them up there. We could try it out in this uh-huh. neighborhood. We might actually get a get some information. Yeah, I don't even know why I knew that, but I did. So anyway. Uh, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to be a distraction on my podcast. Right. Um. This is our podcast. Or your podcast, this whichever is a one this is. And you, no men are supposed to be here. So. We had a couple of emails that we wanted to respond to, or at least one email that we wanted to <laughs> yes, respond to. I have an email that I think that was specifically sent to the comedian next door for us to answer, but I think it would actually probably be better to hear from multiple women on mm-hmm. the subject because it has to do with family. And disagreements and treating each other um, with care. So, so here's here's the email that I got real quick. Oh, I just set up the email I got. Is it the same? Right, you'll one have to do it again. No, it's not the same <laughs> one. <laughs> okay. It's uh, I'm just going to read bits and pieces. Of this. Sir and madam, or sir and ma'am. Uh, there's just too much to say with this. Uh, just too much to say. This should be one of those emails that the peaches should avoid reading due to it making no sense and probably not being very cohesive. I tried to avoid it. You just popped right in here anyway with it. <laughs> For months now, it's been on my mind to email y'all again, and delay has only added that much more stuff that should be said since every episode brings something new, but I'll try to keep it short. Wow. Dad is scrolling to show me how short it is. Uh, anyway... Uh, I'm going to go to the last paragraph. It's very complimentary. They basically, this is Carl, and he likes every, all the good stuff. everything that we do. Talk with the Patriarch, your boys, was very enjoyable. He, we met him at the FLF conference. Oh. Um, oh, oh, so he, okay, so to clarify, the person sending the emails was at your workshop that you did at FLF conference right. with the Patriarchy guys. Yeah. Uh, no matter the tech issues or the babies crawling on the table, it's great content. Talking about our podcast, not yours. <laughs> not the podcast. Still no. worth giving a listen to. 
Actually, had it not been for those first few episodes, I would have walked away from the breastfeeding conversation embarrassed. But with what was learned on the show, I was able to listen and even engage a little. So he listened to the breastfeeding. It's not about the breastfeeding. It's about the culture that allows that to happen. But this was like four years ago. Yeah. It's been it's been years since we've talked about breastfeeding because you haven't been breastfeeding for a while. Well, then I I still do talk about the same kind of spirit of feminism and self, you know, self-focus that that allows that to take place. So it's yeah, if you can get past the actual topic and realize that there's a deeper reason for talking about it, then yeah, you'll be fine. Uh, oh yeah. And man, the episode with all of your house guests has been excellent. Even the one with Mark Cannot remember his name. So even that one. That'd be even, Gunger. <laughs> even Mark Gunger. Even, even that, that one. one. Guy, Mark. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Marriage was appreciated, even if I would, to- I think, even if I would totally disagree with his view of divorce and remarriage. Oh, okay, yeah, uh, yeah. This latest with Eddie Robles was superb. I liked that one too. And I will also be giving thanks this year for the trannies at Hooters. <laughs> That's a reference to the AD podcast. Uh-huh. AD is thankful for. So anyway, thanks, thanks for that, Carl. We appreciate that. If you've got a, if you want to send us an email, you can send it to nextdoor at johnbrandy.com. and you can say whatever you want. Make it as long as you want. If it's too long, I'll just skip over it. Okay. Well, none of that had to do with the mom cast or family. Right. Or that's why I wanted to do it first. I wanted to get it out of the way because thanks for letting me get ready to read mine first and introduce it and then jumping in with that email are you is is that sincere or are you being sarcastic (laughs) i'm just saying i i understand wanting to get it out of the way i just wish you'd gotten it out of the way before i had put my email in the way and then yeah anyway it's fine it's fine i'll get over it i won't hold a grudge oh wow good job the okay so this is what was sent to us hey john and amanda I'd like to officially write into the comedian next door mailbag. Ooh, hang on. I forgot, I didn't get this ready. Do you have a sound effect? Oh, we now. do. Oh. They have lots of them. I'm pretty sure a doorbell. You is know what? This is all your mail. Oh, you didn't it. hear it. Hang on. I'll play a different one for you. The mail. The mail is here. Woo. There you go. What I want to know is that you saying that? That's Homer Simpson. Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> So we have lots of different mail sounds. Officially, Carl's officially writing in for the mailbag. I just couldn't find the right email address anywhere, so she sent it directly to me. That's fine. Um, I've long appreciated the fourth fourth right way you have championed the truth online and in conversations, both through your blogs and the podcast. I've been challenged and stretched, particularly in the way you engage with haters, and also how you push back on toxic femininity in the public sphere. It's truly inspiring for me and has helped me to critically think in ways I don't think I ever would have without your influence. Thank you. My question is... You're welcome. My question is... I think it's for Mandy. How do you speak the truth when relationships are close and it's within the complexity of family? What does truth-telling look like in your up-close family... uh, Sorry, up-close relationships. Have you ever had to deal with toxic femininity in your immediate circles? (laughs) And how did you call these things out without burning bridges or having them burned on you? Do you navigate these things more cautiously or with more sensitivity with those closest to you, such as family, extended family, or in-laws? Do you have any advice for someone trying to navigate those very murky waters right now without clubbing people with the truth and causing a relational shockwave that could knock out a whole lot of bridges? I'd appreciate any wisdom you have to share from your experience. Your neighbor, Carl. Oh, Carl. 
Carl. Oh, Carl. So it would be good to have different women's perspective on this. Is, is, is that what somebody suggested earlier? We have the wrong women if you want a different if you want a different opinion other than Mandy's. I don't really need to be here at all. Okay. See ya. <laughs> all right. It's been great. Uh, I'm not sure I understand what what she means by close relationships versus versus online trolls versus online trolls or, okay. or even online like college roommate online you know people from high school online so this is so the question is really uh if you're dealing with relationships that are more valuable to you than relationships right. that are like right. you upset a troll and they block you it's like no big deal but if you upset your sister for example or your somebody close to your family, close to you, then it's going to cost you more if that relationship is severed, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming that that is the context. Like, okay, it's well and good when you're going to just talk to strangers, but is anything that you're saying on the podcast changed at all when you're dealing with somebody who's closer to you? Got it. So, so. Do, you, do, you, do you change your language based on who you're talking to? Yeah. I would say that in the context of people who are in your immediate family, everything that I have said on the podcast goes even more. Even worse. It's, yeah. It's yeah. More. She's even more insufferable with family than She's she meaner, is. if you can believe it. Wait, I disagree with that. <laughs> you don't think Mandy's meaner to you I, and I me? Think it, I think it depends on where she feels you're at. So you think I handle I think she's nicer in person. Really? I do. She says. She says. I, did not I, I would agree no. with Megan. I didn't. Even. I would agree she with says Megan. all the same thing. She doesn't try to like twist the truth or like sugarcoat it by any means. But I feel like, I don't know. I feel like what we're missing online is we don't see Mandy pausing and thinking about what you're saying and calculating, and then asking you the question. Like it's not a conversation. It's more of a. It's almost like a Marco Polo on social media where it's like, here's my long message. And then the other person replies, here's my long message. Whereas when she's in person with people, she asks, I feel like more questions. It's more back and forth. <laughs> and she's, I think she's kinder. I kind of like just letting Megan and Tabby decide what I'm like. <laughs> Tabby I like and I. watching Tabby's facial expressions. While she's she's like, Hold on, can we pause for a second? Yeah, we just we got pause. surrounded by children. Okay, so that was a very common occurrence on the MomCast. <laughs> Kid wants snack literally minutes after we begin. Not just one, three, three showed up kids. at our table. In fact, dad goes, you didn't feed them? Like, oh, please. I thought you guys loved your children. Do you remember the time? not feed them. Do you remember the time on the MomCast where we were talking about how much easier it would have been back in like, if we were like, Animal lions. Yes. Like, yes. Like, you just, just leave a dead wildebeest out in the kitchen. <laughs> just antelope. Just yes. throw an antelope in the middle of the floor <laughs> and everybody can have at it yes. and come back whenever they felt like it. Yes. And then it would be their job to chase away the buzzards and the hyenas. Just, and, here, here's a big old hunk of meat. Here's you a can dead just gazelle. Yeah. In have fact, part it. of the problem is that we're trying to feed humans and humans are fickle. An animal does not care what you throw at it. We'll eat whatever. The problem is is that we'll give them like crackers and some of them will eat them and some of them won't. And the ones that didn't want them will come in 10 minutes later and go, (laughs) can I have a snack? Can I have a snack? I I don't want this gazelle. Yeah. I don't want to eat this dead. Yep. Their palates are very sophisticated. But anyway, (laughs) 
Um, I don't remember what we were, we were talking about. How Megan Mandy's nicer, nicer in person than yeah. She and is. Carl needs to know because he's probably not. He probably doesn't listen to, to Jay Billy. But Tabby and I like to scandalize each other. Like. We argue about stupid stuff all the time, like which Frozen movie is well, better. Well, you make it too easy. <laughs> oh, absolutely. She makes me squirm like no other. They were bickering about fire extinguishers yesterday <laughs> on Marco Polo. I was in on that. <laughs> they were be- bickering about that on Sunday, too. Yeah, I know. I poked her again on yes. Marco Polo. <laughs> Carl... I want to know what Carl thinks. Megan and is pro-fire extinguisher, no. and Tabby's like, ah, we never need to put out a fire. Well, Dad knows this, and Mandy knows this, but part of the reason I say that stuff is just because Megan's like, how can you say that? I don't actually think that that's true. Not the point. Point is, I am. I think that this is a... I think this is news to me that people think you're nicer in person because we are sisters. Yeah. And so I don't see any difference really between how you talk online versus what you would just say to me, except for, yeah, I, I will openly say you have been much more mean. You've been to, much more Mandy than you normally are. Yeah, like she reads what I write online in my like Mandy condensed voice. Like when I've come to a conclusion or when I've arrived at, you know, at, a belief you know, about a thing, then I do say things with more uh, bluntness and confidence. And um, I, I think probably in order to really pick apart this this email, I'll have to reiterate some of the things that I have said before, and then we can discuss why or why not um, we would apply those to you a can family read, member. You as can well. read the stuff that you sent uh, that you said on Facebook today. Today, do you uh-huh. mean stuff you yeah. actually sent or like principles? Because for us, principles. we have as I was say, we have a family that has already established that truth is the most important thing. Right. So it's not like we really run the risk of burning a bridge together because we know that at the end of the day, even if we disagree, it's not it's not the end all be all. Like right. family is forever. This has already been established. So yes, like Tabby said, number one, family is forever. Even if you have a disagreement about what is true, as long as you value finding what is true together, then you have no right to burn a bridge over a disagreement like that. You have to keep working together until you can figure out what's you true. You can't burn it. Um, you're not allowed to burn it. Um, and and another thing, too, that, that we've talked about a lot is this mental chess game where you're trying to decide what another person might do in response to the thing that you're saying. Yeah, that I don't play that. I'm not interested in taking responsibility for how you might take something that I'm saying. Like, right. Give me the benefit of the doubt that I am still trying to find out what's true because I care about the truth and I care about our family enough to want us to be pursuing the truth. And then don't blame me for whatever feelings you have crop up as a result of the thing that I said. You know, it's I do not take responsibility for what if a whole bunch of bridges end up being burned as a result. You know, it's very well, that's murky what, waters. That's what the email is asking, though, isn't it? Is what sort of accommodations if any do you make for people who are not yet at the point where they can handle that level of truthfulness i right. mean do you how do you i think that's how you instill how do you keep them in the conversation principles. that isn't that where you would start is many many times when i'm having a conversation with somebody who isn't uh, already privy to these principles or has never thought about it this way before i will state them yes. before i say what I'm going to say. I've said verbatim, I have said, I will always tell you the truth. You might not like it. It might not make you feel good. But if I think it's the truth, that's what I will tell you. And honestly, just doing that has changed 
it's changed the way people has, have perceived my messages before many times where all of a sudden they're not as on guard when I tell them, I'm trying to give you truth. I'm trying to say this as nice as I can, you know, and almost prepare them. You probably aren't going to like this, then right. there's something weird about humans that are like, oh, well, oh let me brace myself. Okay. Right. I'm or, ready to or, receive or, the salt. Well, I don't, that doesn't bother me at all. <laughs> right. And so <laughs> Megan was saying, she thinks that I ask more questions in person, um, which is true of a person who I've never had a relationship with before, like in person, or I don't have a super deep relationship with, I will say to try to figure out where they are, Mm-hmm. You know, I will state what my beliefs are and then ask the question of the other person so that they can help me see where they currently are. And yeah, I don't, I'm not in favor of like hitting people with a fire hose of information all at once. I don't think that you can cover, you know, 34 years worth of ground in a single conversation. And so I'm okay with being patient and sort of baby stepping yeah. people in, in a certain direction. Right. I'm not. However, <laughs> well, and you're I'm not just, okay with it, or you just—that's not your I'm mode not, of operation. That's just not the way I roll. Not I online, just, I don't. I just open fire, and it's like, well, I'm sorry, person, you, you've you never don't. heard anybody talk like this before. Not oh. in person, you don't though. Like, no, in I, don't. I don't feel like you've ever opened fire on me, but you've had—we've had conversations that made me think. Mm. Yeah. Well, you're also family, and so I okay. So, do you treat me differently? No. No, that's what I'm saying that I don't, I don't treat anybody differently. And that's what I get. That's why the email is, you know, is important to talk about because I, I have a, I have. You are nicer in person. I will say that. (laughs) Mandy is not. Mandy, I would say is actually about the same. I feel like you say that because you're her sister though. Well, that's what, yeah, we said you walked away. I talked about that. Or I think Mandy's the same. Dad online tends to be more aggressive, aggressive and quippy. Yeah. Because he's a comedian and he can't help it. And again, I said that it's about writing jokes in a brief, you know, you don't, you do not talk on stage or online the same way that you do when you're having a conversation with a person. Uh And he's more patient, takes his time. Yeah. In fact, I would say to a fault, even you will, you will just like, (laughs) of course you would. You will like allow, of course it's going to come to a fault. You will allow another person to walk all over you and you will, you will bottle up what you actually think rather than, you know, say, Say it. Say you will you. process till the cows come home. <laughs> I don't do that online. I do no, that no that's my not. point. Right. Having grown up with you, being a teenager, it was wonderful. It was wonderful to have a dad who would sit down and kind of let me spew for a little bit or be like, I don't know, and this and that, and maybe this, and maybe that. And you'd kind of just sit and wait and wait and wait. And at the very end, maybe you'd give me advice, but most of the time you'd just be like, what do you think about that? And that's what we're talking about. So you would, right? a, you would ask that's a, helpful. You would ask a single question <laughs> like, so how's that working out? Or right. does that seem to be going well? Mm-hmm. Or and then I'd like cry that. and then I'd feel better. <laughs> I'd feel like, oh, it's not working. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely not the John Branion we see online. Right. No. No. But he wasn't trying to make jokes and he wasn't trying to even really drive a point with me. That's why I'm saying he's different in person. So I think... Well, I think that the... It, yeah. And where this, where this connects to the email, I think, is that there is, uh, there is no relationship with online people. Most of the time, I'm not calling out individual people by name. I'm right. usually taking a shot at, a, at archetypes, at, uh, at a kind of person, at a, at a sort of mindset. Right. And people An get upset because they recognize, oh, that's me he's talking about. But I don't know that. Right. I don't know who I'm talking to. I'm right. just talking to a... 
to a type. Right. But I think like where I think an example would be helpful. And you said a few minutes ago that I might read some of the comments I wrote today. And I have just decided I have a great idea. I'm going to read some of the comments that I wrote today. <laughs> Are you? Do you have them? Because, because I have yes, because um, this is a person that we know in real life. This is family. Who we well, not sort of family, but yes, yeah, somebody that we have over the years intentionally tried to cultivate relationship with. Yes. Through, you know, giving them the privileges that come with family. Um, free, free shelter, free help, you know, free babysitting. Free, we have invested. Yeah. Yeah. This is a person this that life. we have attempted to treat Family like we want package. to be treated. And, mm -hmm. you know, they've, they've fallen on hard times and, um, was a single mom when we first met and has moved through various households, various, you know, jobs that relationships, various relationships, various jobs, not been very stable at all for the little boy. And we've done our best to try to support that person through just bad decision after bad decision after bad decision. Lots and of heartache. People have asked many times as, as they've heard bits and pieces of the story, well, where where is that line between helping a person and enabling? And we've always said, well, that's a great, great question. question. <laughs> we you don't know. know. <laughs> We're trying to find that line too. It's an excellent question. I always think that the line is, um, as long as that person is open to hearing you say true things or things that you think are true, um, then you can continue you can continue working with that. I mean, I've always said, I will be here to help try to meet your physical needs, those immediate financial or physical needs, um, as long as you are open to hearing me say what I think is true. Mm -hmm. So, right. um, but uh, there are people who will leave after a certain amount of time when they feel like they don't want to be part of that arrangement anymore. And if that's what the, the email means by bridges being burnt, well then I guess... The answer to the question is, I don't have relationships with family in which bridges might not be burnt. So Right. Well, one of the things that we've said in this family for a long time is that the thing about bridges is there's somebody standing at both ends of it with a torch. Right. So it's not necessarily me that's setting fire to the bridge. Right. So what happened was this, this right. girl, after having her son live with us for several weeks slash months um, for free, um, picked up and moved to another state like 10 hours away. And we were like, you don't have any support there. Like you have been relying on us every week for like 50 hours a week plus of free childcare and free food. Um, and, right. and so what are you going to do if you have a holiday and you have to work and he's not at school or, you know, what are you going to do? You don't have anybody down there down South who can help you. And right. She didn't want to hear of it and picked up and moved anyway and was actually offended because, because to quote, you never like any of my ideas. Right. You never support any of my ideas. That's because so, your ideas are terrible. That's because they don't work out in real life. So, so what happened was just a, like a day ago, the, there was a post on Facebook that said, hey, is there anybody in the Kokomo area? That's where we live. Anybody in the Kokomo area who's available to babysit four days a month? And we're going, aren't you still like 10 hours away in another state? And so one of our family members said, for who? And she says, for my son. And we're like, don't what? you still live 10 hours away? And she's like, yes, but my husband travels up to the state of Indiana every now and then. Once, once a, month, a month. For, for four, four days. days. And so um, he can bring our son with him and Ugh. leave him at the babysitter for that whole And leave him with awful. a person who I'm trying to find. Right. But she didn't ask days. any of us. Like, where are the contacts in Kokomo? Right. And she didn't even tell anybody that she was planning to do this. So right. I said, this is what I said on Facebook, point blank. 
usually you message me directly when you need someone to babysit in Kokomo. Were you afraid I was going to say, I told you so? Because we had said not to move. Because she would. <laughs> I said, see, she's, she would. she's mean. She'd do that to anybody in her this family. This is a family, yeah. like somebody that I keep referring to as family. I assume you're looking for someone who can help without asking you questions that you don't want to answer. But that's not actually helping you or your son when we support choices that hurt you. The help that you need is a family that holds you accountable and has uncomfortable conversations so you can learn to do what's right rather than what feels good temporarily. So that is a real life example of a comment that I made on social media, but to a person who um, I have direct, you know, connections with a a close inner circle, I would say. And that's the way you would have said it. Face to face. The way I would have said and it's it to, what you would have said to Megan, to Megan or, or to Tabby. Tabby. But the thing that's important, of important disclaimer is Tabby or Megan wouldn't need me to say it. Because you've said stuff like that. Because we've said stuff like that before. Yes. We've well, already we, hit each other upside the head with those sort of harsh realities. We quote unquote, burn the bridge either. There has been, like recently, a time where I looked at Mandy and Megan in the kitchen and was like, I don't want to be here. I just want to go home. I was like about to cry. I was angry. Tabby's was pregnant like, too. We didn't mention I'm, that earlier. Oh yeah, the mom cast knows. I'm very pregnant She's right super pregnant. And already emotional to begin with. So pregnancy just makes it yeah. crazy. She she's, kept saying, I should have just stayed home. She's yeah. pretty hard to be <laughs> around really, right now. I was attacked viciously. <laughs> In the there kitchen, but there wasn't a single moment that I was like, "Oh no, I've gone too far. No. I've pushed this. I've damaged this relationship." Yep. yep. Right. No, in fact, I think you rolled your eyes and walked out of the room, <laughs> <laughs> like dramatic. Well, we just—you guys are—you guys always give each other space to just have your feelings, Mandy. Especially, it's like, okay, you're going to have your feelings. You All can right. go home and pout. Yep. Bye. Go right. cry. Whatever. Um, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't think anything of it. I wouldn't go home and be like, "What is this sisterhood? What is this relationship? Come to." And I might be angry still and be like, "That stupid sister." But <laughs> my stupid, <laughs> my sister. dumb sister. But I wouldn't ever be like, "That's it. What are we? Where are we going to go from here?" Like, That's it. It's we didn't all over. have happy, fun feelings while we were together. It was like, okay, well, right. in a couple hours or days when I'm cooled off and done with my emotions then i'll come back to mandy's on sundays and we'll, well be and it helps we'll when fine. we see each other multiple times a week we're usually here yeah. at least twice a week so it's kind of like you you get over it fast and i think that's one of the hard things if you're not used to arguing with family or, or having disagreements and still having a relationship is that like if you don't see those family members or whatnot again for like a whole nother month or a few months i think grudges do start to form and bitterness can take root I think it's about practice. That's a good point. You say we see each other multiple times a week. Well, that's mm-hmm. intentional. Yes. And it gives us practice. If you have never been in a family where a disagreement could occur and life just went on or better, it got resolved. Depends on the disagreement. <laughs> there's there's disagreements that are perceived and then there's disagreements that are actual disagreements. And if you watch them get resolved or you watch people cool off and then go, yeah, okay, I could see, you know, where I went wrong and I can see where you went wrong and blah, blah, blah. Then, of course, you'd be terrified. If you if you had no idea that families are allowed to be angry at each other, you know, say mean things sometimes and all of those things and then still get together on a Sunday and eat and hang out and be cranky, then, yeah, you would be like, what am I supposed to do? I better just never say anything because... I don't want to ruin everyone's good time either. Yeah, or I don't want to ruin right. this relationship. And we right. have often said that 
what relationship? If if you can't fight with somebody and still see them as your husband, your sister, your whatever, then you don't have a really deep relationship. That is an acquaintance with right. a fancy title. Right. And it's I think fair weather friend. I think it's fair hard for friend. people because they think that you would have a different interaction or you'd have a different set of rules for people that you love, you know, people who you know in, in real life and love more so than you have with people online. And it's like, well, I guess there's, it depends on how you define different. Like, yes, I do have a different relationship with my sisters than I do with trolls who are on the internet. And the difference is that I actually am more free to say what I really think. And I'm more free to be yeah. as clear as I know how to be knowing that they're that we're already on the same page when it comes to those first things that we mentioned about truth being important and about family being forever and you know all of that stuff, about our our emotions being things that we can't always control but we definitely can't trust to tell us what's right while they're raging you know all of that stuff we've covered already and so as a result um, I am not constantly in my head playing that mental chess game going oh no if I say this or that am I going to be responsible for blowing up this entire system like the whole family operation is going to Tabby's going to walk out and she's not going to bring her kids back and she's going to one of the things we had um on the mom cast and we haven't actually addressed this on the mom cast but somebody had reached out a few months ago and asked a, a very personal question about their family and was like you know how would you handle this and she was talking about somebody who's in her family who's like 19 or 20 years old and she's like you know what what do you do our whole family is sort of just in just wringing our hands over this, you know, we're really upset and devastated because of this, this drama and we don't know what to do. And one of the things I said to the other girls, my, my sisters was, I honestly don't know how to help in this situation because I feel like it's too late. And and maybe that's wrong. You know, maybe, <laughs> maybe it's sinful for me to have a defeatist attitude about that. Comforting. I, you know what? Know. There's nothing well, you can do. They're too far gone. <laughs> At no, 19, it's not, all over. Not saved wise, but advice wise. <laughs> if your whole family is already in agreement that you as a group have to do something to make this 19 year old feel understood or right. feel welcome, then yeah. yeah, we've got a very, very knotted issue here. Well, that's what I was going to say is that it, it, I can see how very quickly this would make people think that like, oh yeah, well we, we aren't blowing up any systems. And it's like, and if I just tell the truth, I don't have to worry about people because it won't blow up the system. And that's not what it I'm saying totally either. Will. It probably will. In yeah. fact, if you at first are going in and you're still playing the chess game or you're still wondering how is so-so going to react, just prepare for the worst. Like, yeah. because if it's a house built on sand, it needs to be destroyed first before you can build it on a more solid foundation. And so if you mm. go in and you're like, but wait, I wasn't prepared. They said that family would stick together and stuff. It's like, right, <laughs> right. But we have to. Right, we're <laughs> we not said there family yet. should stick together. We didn't say your family was ready for all <laughs> right. this. Not everybody's down with that. If you are the first person to bring these ideas in, you will cause an uproar. Yes. You will be uh, probably yelled at. <laughs> well, the thing is, in order to stick together, somebody has to be sticky. Right. And, and <laughs> right. But there's a lot of families where there's no sticky people. Right. You're, it's true. You need to be the thorn in their side for a while and mm -hmm. demonstrate and talk about these principles before right. you have a whole family that's on board. So don't freak out when you're like, I tried what they said and we fought. It's like, yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. <laughs> you will. <laughs> Congratulations. You're yeah. doing it. Well, and when you start out, it's going to take a lot more of your time. It's going to take a lot more of your um, intentionality. 
it's going to feel like you're the only one pouring into this darn family that you've been born into. Stupid family. <laughs> but I mean, like all, what's that Chesterson quote? The things worth doing. Oh. Help me out here. Did she say Chester thing? Yes. <laughs> She's a Chester I thought I heard think. her say Chester thing. Hang on, I have a sound effect a for quote. that too. This is from the podcast. <laughs> Oh, that's, ah, not, that's it. not it. G.K. Chesterson. <laughs> what? I don't have headphones. Here, listen, I'll play it again for Tabby. G.K. Chesterson. <laughs> <laughs> that's Luke yeah. mispronouncing Chesterton. Oh, okay, here we go. It's like the hard things are worth doing. And- Anything worth doing is worth doing badly. Mm, yeah. So it's going to feel like you're going to be doing it very badly. And, and you can, you know, you can email the comedian next door or um, Four Sisters, One Savior. You can be like, this went badly. And we'll say, it's okay. Good yeah. for you. It's okay. <laughs> Good for you for doing a thing that went Join badly. Join the club. Well, and I, again, to, to hearken back to people when they do ask for our advice, like I confess, I feel a sense of like overwhelm or, um, I mean, our I've never... I've never pretended like our family has everything together. And I feel like a lot of times I have my plate full with the drama from my kids and the drama from extended family and in-laws. Snacks. And yes. The do, we do disagree. Snacks. <laughs> we do disagree. And I it is emotionally you. taxing. And, and people are like, well, how can I avoid that? You can't. And if you're inviting me into your family to try to fix your problems, I'm going to be stressed too. Well, like, I'm just adding... I'm adding a burden. Yes. Even even if I have a good head on my shoulders, I am a burden right. to everybody who loves me. And you are right. too. Everybody's a burden. That's what family is, is you're, right. you burden each other mm-hmm. with your right. existence. <laughs> and your um, breathing. We were talking about this at Bible study today. And one of the issues I think, Tabby kind of talked about this a little bit, is we, we go into these issues that we're having with interpersonal relationships with the idea that we're going to fix it in some manner and fixing it means that people are going to feel a certain way after we go through this process right and that is that's not a good goal to have because we don't have control over our own emotions let alone other people's emotions and so if we go in going okay what does what success looks like is both of us walking away feeling great about this and that is that's not probably what's going to happen. It may happen occasionally, but if it doesn't happen, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't do, it doesn't mean that you should avoid the conflict and avoid the conversation, which is right. where we are in culture. We have we were talking about how the church has become hands-off with all of the important issues that, that crop up in families. We had a, an issue in our own family recently where the, the leadership said, yeah, I didn't want to be involved. He came to me and said, I didn't want to be involved. And it's like, well, that's, then what What do you want to you? do? If you're not yeah. going to be involved, if we're not involved in each other's lives, if everything is is not our business, then that's a that's a problem. But that's where we are in church. That's between you and and you, and it's nobody else's business. Well, and what happens is... Well, they don't get to is, share the good stuff either then. Well, but what happens when you have when it's nobody else's business is every single conflict comes down to uh, two people. It comes down to the two people who are in conflict with each other. And if everybody else says, "Well, it's not my business," well, that means that the truth, whoever, whichever one of them has the truth, if if one of them has the truth, but it's not going to be supported by anybody because if if I'm okay, Tabby and I are having a fight. It turns out I'm wrong and Tabby's right. 
If everybody else who's watching goes, oh, it's none of our business, that's between the two of them, then I'm never going to have the benefit of all of the other people who are saying, no, Tabby's right, Tabby's right, and you're wrong. I'm, I'm always going to go, well, it's just your opinion versus my opinion, and it's not. There's, there are times when, when you're wrong, and if the majority of the people in your life know that you're wrong but don't say anything to you, then that's a huge problem. That's not, that's oh, not what love only, looks like. The only thing I know how to do is to continue saying this stuff over and over again. This is why I have a podcast, actually two of them. Mm -hmm. um, we're, we're doing simultaneously we're right do, now. We're killing two birds with one stone right now. But I, all <laughs> I know how to do is to keep inviting people to our table and say, this is how we actually talk to each other. This is what we've all come to agree on over time. These are the principles that we want to instill in our children so that, you know, God willing, we can have a strong root system <laughs> Um, for generations, you know, this is what we do and this is what we talk about. But even still, <laughs> even with two meetings every week and Sunday dinner, and Sunday. reading the Bible together and all and having these podcasts where we have these conversations, we have people who have been invited to our circle who just flat out say, no, I don't want, I don't like you. you you're too controlling and you're not even willing to help me. You don't and like my ideas. But literally the response to that comment I wrote and read earlier was, Amanda, you've made it clear you'll no longer help watching my son unless I move back to the area. So there's no point wasting my time asking you anything. Right. But that's not true. It's not true. It's not true. But again, if a person but. won't put themselves in a situation where they're going to be influenced by the family and, and be a completely sold out, committed part of the family, then yeah, you're not going to get, you're not going to reap the benefits of the food at our table and the warmth in our house and the, the comfy beds and, you know, the education for your son or whatever else you're not going to get the help you actually need if you're going to keep pursuing the help that you think you need and actually just want well you have to admit that you've got <laughs> that you've got some problems and basically being part of this family means that from time to time somebody is going to throw your shoes out in the yard <laughs> well they stunk <laughs> right you need to be I mean, prepared to be told when your you feet need stink. to be prepared to have your shoes thrown out on the porch okay and, that uh, that's a principle I think we forgot to mention, which is actually maybe the biggest principle is that society's idea of love is not what we uphold because other right. people, real people I know would be scandalized that we are sitting here making fun of your stinky feet because they'd be like, well, that's not nice. That's going to hurt his feelings. Right. But and it's true. Right. Well, that's my point. The, <laughs> the, shoes, the idea shoes of were what, the whole house what smell really like is love. And cat pee, which I don't understand. <laughs> oh, it's ammonia. Ammonia. Is yeah. that what it is? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Your sweaty sweatness has gotten in there just I like I don't the sweat cat. ammonia. No, it stinks. It grows bacteria and then the bacteria oh. emits ammonia. So it's yeah. a little science lesson. It's, okay, it's go ahead. It's bacteria farting. Mm. Yeah. Totally oh, and honest. cloth diapers get pretty rank too oh. for the same reason. Yeah. Hey, maybe he can strip them like you strip cloth diapers. Well, mm. it's a problem because with cloth diapers, you can take them apart and wash them individually, whereas the shoes are so thick. Because, again, oh. I've tried this. I've tried, like, using a vinegar rinse. <laughs> I've tried. They're going to retain some wetness right as they dry out of the I've tried, um, what's it called? Uh, oh, I can't remember what it's called. Bleach? No, not on. Bleach. Not on. That's more ammonia, isn't it? She, she's like acid. <laughs> Toilet bowl cleaner. No, what's it called? The fire extinguisher. Can you use a fire extinguisher on it? Maybe. Hydrogen peroxide. Yes, hydrogen peroxide. I've tried. It doesn't work. Hydrogen Don't try it, Carl. Peroxide. It won't work. I use nitrogen peroxide. I'm gonna we have to play this fire. out. Fire. <laughs> <laughs> burning them. That we probably would work. Packed it with uh, sugar. Mm. 
with no, brown that sugar. Would, that, would, that would feed the bacteria. I drizzled it with caramel. You'd, actually, you'd probably grow bread at that rate. Shoe <laughs> bread. There'd be yeast that would activation. Be delicious. What if you're, what if I could make my shoes smell like fresh baked bread? Oh, you could. You guys would be. You guys would put my shoes in the middle of the I, table. It would then. smell more like a yeast infection. <laughs> I don't know if that answered your question, Carl. I'm getting the feeling it didn't, but. And the longer we talk, the worse it gets. Keep coming to the table and invite your family too. Like, if you want to start instilling these principles with, with your loved ones, then like recommend us. Have us talk about what it's like in our family. Maybe your family will go, "We like that too." Maybe they'll. Or they could be so <laughs> angered by right, it that say. whatever you have recommended won't be as bad. Yeah, there you, you go. Can That's say what, what I you want. want. And they'll be like, "Well, anything's better." <laughs> Please, I'm not in that crappy family. That's what Mandy does. Mandy's so mean that other people can come in and be the nice guy. Yeah. She's, uh, she's like, I'll she can be, be your bad cop. cop. Bye, Carl. You can find John Brannion on MeWe, Gab, and YouTube. Also be part of the show by emailing your questions and comments to nextdoor at johnbrannion.com. We've loved having you at our table, neighbor. See you next time and bring some friends with you.